Hey, it's Mikey D, and welcome to the next installment of Stoops Anomalies. If you were coming here looking for Stoops of Atlantis, this is the wrong address. Uh, but it is a branch off of it. So if you're new to this, uh, you may want to go back to part one of the Stoops Anomalies. This is part seven, and we're nearing the end of this. It's, if you don't know what this is, this was something I recorded about 15 years ago. And I thought I'd just put it out there, see what people thought of it. So I hope you're enjoying it. It is very different from the regular Stoops of Atlantis. So uh, we will continue with the story of Kilroy Gansky uh, in his orbiting station, telling the story to the universe. He's not even sure if anyone's listening to his broadcast, but telling the story of his night with Booby, Booby Coy, and the climb up the building to the roof where the beacon uh, lies, and there's, there's a final piece that they're going to put in so they can actually contact the aliens. All right, here we go. Seduced the earth into 
accepting him as, as a partner. And now he's there, orbiting the earth. And I, I know some of his secrets. Is it just a coincidence that you happen to be at the perfect distance and the perfect size to eclipse our sun so perfectly? Hmm? Is that a coincidence? Is it true that you're hollow, Mr. Moon? Because I've heard that. That you're just a hollow shell. Perhaps not even organic. You might be an artificial, an artificial creation. Of some sick, twisted mind. And I see the demons coming and going from your surface. Okay, maybe they're not demons, but they are my mythology. But something is taking off from your surface at regular intervals. And returning... There's a lot going on on your surface. You're up to something, Moon. But I'm watching you. Damn it, I'm watching you. I'd never seen any of these people. 
She looked like uh, she may have been in, in business. I could see the uh, the red silk bed in the background and the lava lamps, the black and white paintings of Elvis. And again, she repeated, "You're you're both solid. You're real. I'm sorry. I, I I'm not in business for you. I." You want to go somewhere else? I don't I'm not right here for uh, your service. Um, we're, we're busy. We're heading up to the roof to fix the, uh, the cable. And she said, Oh, uh, I thought maybe you were here for me. It's been a while. I've, I haven't had any, any clients in some time. And the rent is due soon. But I'm sorry. I, I, I don't serve this real... And I couldn't help but to ask, uh, what do you mean, uh, real? She said, well, I'm, I only provide my service for the, uh, my clients who are succubus or incubus from the spiritual realm. No flesh and blood, uh, just doesn't do it for me. I nodded and shrugged and figured it was each his own. And I was about to turn it, and she stepped out into the hallway pushed her hair aside she was quite quite beautiful and she said did you uh, have you seen Martin at all recently and, and, and I said yes actually we, we have why and she goes well he hasn't he hasn't visited me in some time and I said but I thought you uh, yes I know what I said he hasn't visited me in some time but I thought I know what you're thinking. She, she kept interrupting me. Okay, uh, if I see Martin again, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him. I'll mention that you were walking for him. No! She uh, she said, don't, don't tell him, Dad. He'll come when he wants to. I don't force any of them. Okay. Booby, I could tell, was getting antsy. Uh, he kept twisting the tip of his pompadour and uh, tapping his foot. And this woman smiled and said, Your friend is impatient. Maybe, perhaps, he, he could use my service. <laughs> I laughed and I said, Well, maybe. But anyway, we're, we're both real, and I, which means we're not your type. <laughs> she chuckled a bit and said, Well, it's a bit more, more complicated than that, but I appreciate what you're, what you're saying. And she looked at me and smiled and nodded and turned to go in and stopped the woman and turned back and I said if I if I ever change if I ever become real maybe I'll I'll call you but until then and that was all she said and she turned and almost floated back into our apartment and silently closed the door the lock or the hinges made not a sound so we continued up the steps and as we were climbing I, I noticed a definite cold breeze brush across my face it felt great it cleared my nostrils of all the different scents I had experienced climbing these steps the urine and the dust and the rose oil and we made it to the top there was a definite street light or was it moonlight cast along the floor and I turned and down at the end of the hallway, there was a hole in the wall. A large hole, as if a window had been there once, and now it was just gone. And it faced out, out to the street. Or was it the backyards? 
I couldn't tell. But I wanted to uh, walk over to this hole and look out and just stick my head out and fill my lungs with some fresh air. Booby grabbed me by the arm and shook his head and looked upward as if we, we had dawdled enough. We had better get up to the roof. And I silently agreed. And as I passed the door on this landing, I noticed there was a, a hole carved into the wood as like a crescent moon, as if the door had been taken from an outhouse. And it was blue light pouring, pouring out through this crescent hole. And I couldn't help but to peek in as I walked by. And I, my heart skipped a beat. There was an eyeball looking back out at me, and the door flung open. And I jumped back, and Booby jumped. And, uh, not really knowing what to expect next, a, a tall figure stepped out into the hallway. And it took a moment before I realized he really wasn't that tall. He was probably about five feet one, but he wore a tall stovepipe hat. At least three feet tall. And he had spectacles on, and he wore a ratty aged tuxedo that looked like it may have been worn by one of the uh, cabinet members of Thomas Jefferson. And he looked at me and he said, Why do you waste your time with those phonies? I didn't bother uh, looking at Booby, uh, exchanging the usual clients, because I. I knew he was already uh, wearing that expression. And I said, what, what phonies? And he goes, the ones, the phonies, the ones that live below me, they're not real. Do you think they're real? I said, well, I, 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 I guess so, uh, sure. Uh, how about you? Are you real? And I was getting a little annoyed now. I wanted to get to the roof, and I didn't really feel like discussing this with this guy, this stupid head. And he chuckled, and he laughed. And he guffawed, and he slapped his thigh, and he said, Real. They're as real as the air I breathe. I didn't know what that meant. And, uh, I said, Well, okay, have a good night. I, I really, he goes, No, you do not want to leave yet. You want me to show you something. Because what I have to show you will astound. I rolled my eyes and uh, knew I had something much more interesting to. Uh, see ahead of me, but I couldn't resist, and I asked, okay, what is it, Mr. Hat? What is it that's so interesting that you want to show me? And he said, what do you think of the moon? Now, at that time, I had been pretty indifferent to the moon. I liked to look at the moon on, on occasion, but I didn't have the uh, distrust, I didn't hold it, the deep-seated feelings of anger and hatred and disgust that I do now. So I uh, looked at this little man with his ridiculous top hat. And I said, okay. Okay, Mr. Hat. What do you have to say for yourself? What, what great revelation are you going to tell me about the moon? Because I don't have one opinion. I don't have any specific feelings about the moon. I, on occasion, admire its beauty. But I have a feeling you have something more important to tell me. Now please stop wasting my time and show me. Get on with it, Mr. Top Hat. And he smiled and glanced at Booby and I turned. I could tell Booby was about to uh, explode. He wasn't saying a word. He was just twirling the tip of his pompadour and banging his hand between two banister poles. And, you know, Booby was the kind of guy who uh, would hold in his anger and 
would seethe quietly, but he would explode eventually. I was a little concerned, but this peculiar man was intriguing me, and I looked at Booby and nodded. Booby shrugged, and I looked again to the top-hatted man and said, Well, go on with it. Get on with it. And he smiled again and waved a finger, and I followed him into the apartment with Booby on my tail. mysterious climb in this mysterious building continues and uh, part eight is coming soon not sure when but there are only a couple parts left in this tale and then i might continue uh with some of this improv type storytelling we'll see uh but there will be a episode 37 of the stoops of atlantis coming very soon working on that and uh so uh please keep tuning in please keep talking about it posting about it you know spreading it on social media uh the more people that listen the better uh it's great when i know there are people listening and enjoying and if you want to drop me a note or post something on facebook you know mentioning what you like or don't like or would like to hear more of feel free to communicate okay until next time take it easy